Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live, the midweek Bible study for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ here in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Pray that each of you are blessed this evening of God as you are hearing this broadcast. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time, for this day, for your people. Lord, we ask that those who are watching and listening on tonight will be blessed by what they shall hear. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Again, we thank you for joining us and tuning in with us on this evening. And I pray God's blessings upon you and your family and those who are surround you even right now. And let's go quickly to the word of the Lord. We're going to the book of Genesis and we'll look at Genesis chapter 28 verses 18 through 22. And the word of the Lord there in Genesis 18 and 22 reads, Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. May the Lord bless his word on this evening. And I pray that you are blessed as well. I wanted to share something with you tonight. We want to discuss keeping our vows, keeping our vows. Now, I think this is an interesting topic to tackle considering the season that we're in. We're in the season of a new year. And during a new year, we make so many resolutions and promises to God. So many things that we say, and not only just promises to God, but promises that we make to our loved ones, promises that we make to ourselves. And I wonder how faithful we are about keeping those promises to ourselves. How faithful we are about keeping those promises to our loved ones. We certainly have a lot of intentions and many of us have great intentions with the promises that we have. But the question is, do we have a plan or do we have a true desire to keep those promises? The thing about having a, pro a promise that you make to yourself is what we talked about on Sunday. You have to accompany it with a, a plan. There has to be a plan of action associated with that promise that you make to yourself. Without such a, pro a plan of action, then it's simply a wish. It's something that it might be good. You, you say, well, I, it'd be nice if that happened. It'd be nice if I made more money or saved more money or lost weight. That was, those are just wishes, things that we wish, but we have no plan of action for. And I challenge them on Sunday and I challenge you tonight to put a plan of action to anything that you make as a resolution or anything that you have promised to yourself, to your body, to your family, to your relationships, and certainly the things that you promise to God. That's what Jacob was doing in this text. God has shown him something. And because God had revealed himself to Jacob, Jacob was determined in his mind that I'm going to live differently. I'm going to act differently. I'm going to behave differently. 
And that is the only way that we truly change is when we have made up in our mind that what we have currently is not sufficiently. What we have currently is not enough. When we become so dissatisfied with our current situation, then we will take action steps to move. So sometimes the question isn't whether God will do it, but the question we ought to ask ourselves is, are you uncomfortable enough where you are? Are you? Are you uncomfortable enough where you are? What I mean by that is that sometimes we have a desire to do something and then we start out on it. The Bible says you did run well, but wherein did you abandon the truth? That means you had good intentions. You had a good desire, but somewhere along the way you were discouraged. And something that I've noticed in this current generation, and I pray for them, is that a lot of times that so many things have been set out for our children and we are, we're all responsible as parents. We have made so many things available and accessible to our children that oftentimes when they encounter one bump along the side of the road, when they encounter one setback, when one bad thing happens, then they just give up. They abandon hope. They, they, they no longer believe that they can accomplish uh, what that which they're seeking for. Just if one thing goes bad and we have to be concerned as parents, we have to do a better job of making sure that what we when we teach our children, let them know that they will encounter adversity. Yes, there will be trials. There will be problems along the way. Everything will not be easy. And yes, when you encounter a bump, a trial, a mountain, a setback, you have to keep going. That's certainly a message that we need to teach our children. The best way to teach them is to show them, not just say it, but the best way to teach your children is to show them. You want to show them what overcoming adversity looks like, then you demonstrate that to them. You show them by how you behave. You show them by how you act. You show them by how you overcome adversity. And I certainly appreciate my parents. And I, when I talk about my parents and I talk about myself, neither of us are perfect. But they, my parents did give me some good examples of persevering. My mother decided that she was going back to college. And at the age of 40 years old, she decided to go back. And despite already having a job and, and having two children and having a husband and also uh, being the first lady of a church and all of the things that she had going on in her life, she was determined to further her education by getting her degree. And it's not all about education, but it's about the point that I'm making. What I'm making is she persevered and she showed me what perseverance was even at in the middle of her life. You can make a change. And some of you may be in the middle of your life and yours might not be desiring to get a degree, but maybe you just want to uh, get it, get it. You want to have a more technical knowledge. Uh, maybe you want to have a technical job. Maybe you want to learn a trade. I'm just telling somebody it's not too late. You yet have purpose. God yet has a design on your life. It's not too late to persevere. And I want you to know something. When you persevere, not only are you overcoming for yourself, but you are setting a great example to your children to let them know that you can persevere. You can go forward. You can go on that you can be strong even in the middle of your trial, in the middle of what you're struggling with, in the middle of what you're going through. Some of the strongest people I know that I'm that I, I'm just so proud of and I'm just so inspired by are people who have gone through and had who suffered straight great tragedy in their lives, but yet they persevered. 
people who have overcome devastating diseases and illnesses and cancer, and some of them got through cancer, some of them came through, and some of them are still struggling with it, but yet they're not allowing their adversity to define them. They're continuing to persevere. They're continuing to struggle. They're continuing to go forward because they are making a vow, not only to God, but a vow to yourself. You need to make a vow to yourself. And that's what your vow. You want to have a resolution for this year. That's that's fine. Why don't you make this vow to yourself? Why don't you make a vow to yourself to just be better, to be better every day? And that's something that I desire from God for myself is to be better today. I want to be better today than I was yesterday. And tomorrow, I want to be better tomorrow than I was today. Just a little bit incrementally, I might not can may, can, may not can be a hundred percent better. But I heard some coach say you, that his message to his team was to get one percent better every day. Why don't we have that as? Why can't we have that goal as it relates to God? God, I just want to be one percent better every day. I want to love a little more tomorrow than I did today. Lord, I want to be more friendly tomorrow than I was today. I want to reach more people tomorrow than I do today. I I, I want to be a better example tomorrow than I was today. And I desire to get a little bit better every day. And I want to be a better example, a better light, a better reflection of you. And Lord, and I'm not testifying for you. Can I just testify for myself? Lord, I know that I have failed in areas where I could be better, but Lord, that's my desire. That's the vow I'm making to myself, and that's the vow that I'm making to you. I'm making the vow to just be a little bit better every day. And that's something that we can all do. And no matter what it is you're trying to tackle, what challenge you have in your life, you can be a little bit better every day, just a little bit. You're not going to lose 10 pounds today. But you can lose half a pound. You can lose one pound. In fact, you might not even lose a pound yet, but you might do this. You might just change your lifestyle, your eating habits. And when you change your eating habits, even when it hasn't resulted in pounds, you've done your job to be a little better, to eat a little healthier. Because you can be healthy. That's that's the key to be healthy. It's not always about weight. It's not always about appearance. But I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to eat healthier tomorrow than I did today. And hopefully I eat better, healthier today than I did yesterday. My challenge that I'm making and the vow that I'm making to myself and to God is to just be a little bit better every day. Be a better and and think of all of the roles that you occupy. I don't care who you are. You occupy a lot of roles. Most of you, many of you are parents. If you're not parents, then you're definitely children. That means that you can be a better son, you can be a better daughter, you can be a better sibling, you can be a better brother, a better sister. I can be a better father or a better mother. I can be a better uncle, a better aunt. I can be a better grandparent. I can be in just the familiar roles, but not only that, I can be a better coworker. I can reach out to more of the people on my job. Yes, I might have a circle of friends that I talk to, but why don't I expand that circle and reach out to people I don't even normally speak to? Maybe I just tell them hi or good morning or or tell find something nice to say about them. I, I like your hat or I, I like your hair or, or I like your outfit. Something, just reach out to someone and to pour a little joy into somebody else's life and to pour a little sunshine. Why don't you radiate the, the, the light of God through you into someone else's light? And Lord, help me to be a little bit better, a little bit brighter light tomorrow than I was today. 
Lord, help me to reach somebody for Christ. And, it, and when you reach somebody for Christ, that doesn't mean they come down crawling at your feet and talk about, I, I want to be saved like we talk about in the Bible. That, that may not be how it is. It may simply be a gesture, a smile, a pat on the back, a compliment that you give them that allows them, allows you to reflect the light of Christ into their life. And that causes them to be a little more encouraged. It, causes them to lift up their head a little bit. It causes them to live, as we talked about on Sunday, with something that is so important. If you want to breathe life into somebody, why don't you just give them a reason to hope? Give them a reason to hope. And some of you out there, you have amazing testimonies. I praise God for my testimony, but I've heard so many testimonies in my life and in, in church. And some of you have much greater and bigger and more profound testimonies than I have. But whatever your testimony is, you just do not understand the power of sharing your testimony. The power of sharing something with someone about how you've overcome adversity through, with God's help. The power of letting somebody know that, hey, I, I might look okay right now, but let me let me give you a little glimpse of what I used to look like. Let me give you a little glimpse of what I've been through. Let me give you a little glimpse uh, of where God has brought me from. You cannot imagine how powerful your testimony is when you share with somebody what God has done for you in your life and how far he has brought you. Because you never know when you share your testimony. Undoubtedly, it happens all the time. I see it too much not to know the power of the testimony. But many times when you share your testimony, somebody, and they may never tell you, and they may never raise their hand, but somebody is in the exact place where you were. They're suffering with the same thing. And sometimes they just need a testimony that gives them hope, that, that lets them know that first of all, they're not by themselves. The Bible says there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. That means someone else has been touched with, with what you're dealing with. Someone else has been where you are and God has brought them through that. They they need to know that they're, they're not by themselves. They're not alone, that they're not suffering alone. That well, Even if they're struggling with addictions or if they're struggling with bad habits or if there's something that they keep doing and falling into, they need to know that there are other people who have been there. There are other people who suffered with the same thing. And they need to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that light is in the light of Jesus Christ. And if, when you shine the light of Jesus Christ into someone else's life, they are able to see the light. They're able to recognize the darkness around them. And they see that there is a way out of where they are. They do not have to live there. They do not have to stay there. But God has shown them a way out of their situation. I dare you. I challenge you in your getting better, in your desire, in the promises and vows that you make to yourself and in the promises and vows that you make to God. I, I dare you to shine your light a little brighter by sharing your testimony with someone else so that someone else can know I'm not alone. It is not unique to me what I'm suffering, but someone else has been here and they came out. And if they came out, God loves me the same and he'll bring me out too. And when you do that, it's as if you, uh, you have doubled deliverance. And this is how you double deliverance. Or you can double, triple, quadruple, all of those things. You, you want to you multiply deliverance? When you're delivered and you share your testimony of deliverance with somebody else, you have literally allowed the deliverance to multiply itself. Because not only did you come out, 
but by the word and the power of your testimony. It's as if your testimony extended a hand back to someone who was still in the place where you were and your testimony helped pull them out of that place. It helped them to experience the same deliverance that you're feeling in your heart, in your life, and in your mind. That is the power of testimony. That is the power of making and keeping a vow to yourself. That is the power of deciding and dedicating yourself to God and saying, Lord, each day, help me just to be a little better. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word, for your words of encouragement and strength. Lord, remind us that we can do all things through Christ, through you, that strengthens us. Lord, let, let us be reminded that, that there is nothing that we're about to over, that can overtake us. There's nothing that we're about to encounter that you didn't know about. There's no struggle that you didn't weigh in the balance. There's no trial that you will allow to be put on our shoulders that is too heavy or too much for us. But through it all, Lord, it is just a part of the testimony that is building the character of the vessel that you have created. You're perfecting us in your hand and like the potter, Lord, you're creating us in your image so that we can demonstrate and reflect your likeness. And Lord, even in your word, it says it does not yet appear what we shall be. But when you finish working on us, Lord, when you appear, we shall be like you. Lord, we pray all these things in my son Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you. Pray that you were blessed by what you heard on tonight. I pray that you were encouraged and strengthened. And I pray for most of all, do this for me. Wake up in the morning. Make a vow to yourself. Make a vow to, to God that I'm going to be better. And on my journey to being the highest and most excellent form of who I can be, I am going to share my testimony with someone else so that I can allow deliverance to double. So that by the power of my testimony, it can be the hand that helps pull somebody out of their situation. And I pray this happens to you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. God bless you. God keep you. And I pray that you live with hope and with expectation until we shall see you again. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Give a Fun. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.